Welcome to the Road to Zero, a future-proof podcast where we explore the economic opportunities in reducing or eliminating the impacts to the environment. All right, today on the Road to Zero, we're talking to Grace Squan of Hydrogen Motion. Welcome, Grace. How are you doing today? Fantastic. Thank you for inviting me to this very interesting topic. Thank you. Yeah, so tell us a bit about yourself. I was looking at your bio and you looked, you've done everything from managing a flight school to working in a in minister's offices in the province of BC, the federal government, foreign affairs. So what what how did you get to a hydrogen company in Vancouver? Well, um, it's true I had a very diverse career because I believe in the um the possibility of yes. So I tend to say yes to pretty much every crazy idea that comes across my table. And a lot of them have, um, how do I get to hydrogen motion? Um, I'm the, uh, CEO and co-founder and we founded this company because, um, I felt there's a, there's a, a, uh, sort of a technical glitch in, in hydrogen technology that keeps it from being universally adopted. And that's in storage of hydrogen. It's just too difficult, too expensive, too technically um, um, difficult to store hydrogen. And I thought there, there must be an easier way. So I started this company to uh, crack this problem. Yeah. And so the storage problem, and, what, and what's your vision? What do you see that you will be creating out in the world that will solve this problem? Well, right now, um, uh, as you know, hydrogen is gas at room temperature. So to, to transport it, you have it in a pressure vessel, similar to other gases, propane, oxygen, etc. But hydrogen um, is uh, very, uh, doesn't like to be compressed. So you need to put very high pressure on it, uh, 700 bar, 10,000 pounds per square inch to get it into a, a volume uh, that is usable. So something the size of a bathtub, you put in your car in small tanks, and um, that will get you your 500 kilometers. Um, our, my vision is that we have a solid state material that we've developed. It uh, acts like a, a sponge and absorbs the hydrogen. So it's a higher density uh, at very low pressure at 50 bar instead of 700 bar. And um, so it's a smaller, safer, cheaper tank. And instead of going to a gas station, maybe we bring the tank to you uh, or you pick it up at the 7-Eleven uh, instead of, uh, you know, disrupt the whole industry. Why not? Okay. So basically you have this like lower pressure kind of device and you just pop it in, pop it out. Uh... Exactly. Like okay. a battery. Just do swapping. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then it you're... can be refueled like a regular high pressure tank. It can be refueled uh, under low pressures, but... Uh, just put the swapping out there because it's it's something completely disruptive. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Just like you said, like just like the propane tanks for the barbecue, just go in, swap, quick in and out. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And then what? Um, and how long? Uh, tell us more about your company. How? When did you guys get formed? And how long have you been working on this? So um, we have. Uh, I incorporated the company in 2014, and so it's been. Um, a overnight success, uh, six six years in the making, um, and uh, we we have a team of scientists, specialists in hydrogen storage, who've made a nanomaterial uh, from scratch that's never been made before, and now we're just in the process of upscaling it for commercial deployment. 
Yeah, amazing. And then you imagine you pass this testing stage and now you're just looking to beef it up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, there's a, a there's a big difference between baking one cake in your oven and and trying to bake 10,000 cakes. So it's, uh, you know, there's a certain scale that uh, equipment and, and, and expertise that comes with uh, large scale manufacturing. Okay. And then do you, and how big is the, the tank? If you, if you look at it, like how, how big is it? Well, we could store um, one kilogram of hydrogen, which will take your car a hundred kilometers in, in something the size of a basketball. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah, so, really tiny. yeah. To give you a comparison, um, the that's twice the power of the Tesla Powerwall, and that's the size of a table. Okay, yeah, that's one thing about hydrogen; it has, has such a higher density when it compared to the batteries or such. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, it's almost something you could grab and bring home and plug your lawnmower to and, and run your lawnmower or something. Well, that's what we're thinking. Down the road uh, with our swappable tanks, uh, you can use the same tank for, uh, as you say, your lawnmower, your skidoo, your um, your bicycle, uh, water sports, uh, er- everything that uses electricity, in theory, could use uh, hydrogen um, one day. Of course, let's be honest, that requires a fuel cell. So um, I'm, I don't want listeners to think that it's a, it's easy conversion kit, we plug and play, but um, you know, down the road, who, who knew 10 years ago that electric vehicles would be so popular and, and so common? So it's possible. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, so it sounds, so tell me what you're up to right now. So I hear you, you developed this, you've been working on it, now you're looking at uh, scaling it up. So where are you at in this process? So uh, we are, we have a couple of demonstrations in the pipeline uh, for a drone, for a, um, a three-wheeler um, uh, tuk-tuk in India, a, um, a train retrofit in, in the lower mainland to, from diesel electric to hydrogen electric. Uh, so we're just in the process of um, fundraising for a small-scale plant. So sort of a $10 million raise to, to bring um, this technology fruition. Okay, so your big thing is just be able to build more of these things so you can get more of it out in the market. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's different sizes, right? Uh, so uh, just like batteries come in all, all different sizes, uh, the tanks can come in any shape or size. And so, um, you know, you can use a small tank for a drone or use a big tank for, um, you know, large-scale power storage and distribution. Yeah, it's really interesting you mentioned a drone because I imagine when it comes to that, Putting a battery in a drone is pretty heavy. We're imagining this thing, like you said, the higher energy density. So imagine you probably get more uptime on your drone than having a big battery. Yeah, absolutely. It's a massive difference when when you talk weight. Um, for a drone, for example, one of the ones that uh, business cases I was looking at, it was 40 minutes with a battery flight. Uh, with a high-pressure hydrogen tank, it's four hours. And then with our tank, you can get an eight-hour flight. So massive, wow. massive difference yeah yeah that is now and do you produce your own fuel cells or do you have a partner that produces them or is it really dependent on the application yes we we do tanks so we uh, we're a tank manufacturer um uh, fuel cells are produced by uh i mean there's a ballard is very famous in canada and in the world for being a pioneer in fuel cell um development production they've been in it for 41 years now. They celebrated the 40th anniversary last year. 
So kudos to them. Um, we would never, you know, think of um, stepping in that realm. It's a very specialized niche in itself. Mm. Yeah. So I hear you're, you're stick yourself more to that, providing the hydrogen. So someone else make, makes that. And yes, you're right. I saw even uh, Ballard's market valuation just shot through the roof recently with all the interest in hydrogen. So it's definitely interesting times in, in that market right now. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we are in a state of accelerated climate change. I I think it's come to a point that really the science is no longer disputed or it should not be disputed. Um, We, as a collective society, as a a humanity in in itself, needs to get away from fossil fuels to change how we use energy, um, how we um, manage our resources so that, you know, we can sustain life uh in a in a sort of productive manner on on earth and in other areas i suppose yeah no definitely yeah and just and just looking at your technology i hear you've definitely got really an interesting aspect on the the drone or or or, or flights i know recently even uh harbor air one of the local uh, uh plane companies here actually did an all-electric plane using batteries of course so it'd be interesting to see if uh you know what they could do with some of these hydrogen tanks yeah, I, I mean, a lot of different organizations are looking into um, uh, hydrogen-powered flight. Um, you know, hydrogen, as you as we mentioned right in the beginning, it has a higher density. Uh, if you can store it in in any capacity, than than battery. So you know, for flight, when you're acting actively against gravity, uh, weight is weight is an issue. So. Um, you know, the, the National uh, Flight Institute of um, Germany is looking to commercialize hydrogen planes, uh, and they're on the path to do that. And uh, I think many aviation companies are looking at uh, uh, hydrogen-powered flight. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, uh, that's kind of the buzzword right now is hydrogen. It's really interesting, especially outside of Canada, how much is, is happening. Well, Nicholas, you, you'd be how much uh, innovation is generated in Canada. Canada is a uh, hub of hydrogen innovation and has been been so since um, uh, the fuel cell days uh, with uh, Ballard leading the charge. Um, I would say um, a large percentage of all hydrogen technologies, including our own, comes from Canada. We are... Uh, a uh, group of hydrogen innovators, and uh, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Oh, that's good. Well, it's good for the future if we can capture some of that new economy and uh, make ourselves a bit of a market power here in this country. I think so. I think we have real opportunity here in Canada to to lead the world. Um, you know, uh, India had the call centers. The U.S. had the um, you know Silicon Valley. We could have the hydrogen valley. There's no reason why. We can't leverage our expertise. Our we have one of the highest trained um, educational populations in the world. There's no reason why we can't take a lead on this and and really um, uh, export this expertise as a as a collective whole. Yeah, I know that's a very good point. And then when when did the hydrogen bulb pop on for you? Like at what point did you kind of get into this? Oh, this hydrogen thing, and 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 what opportunity did you see for yourself? Well, in 1997, a while ago, I said the next, this was back when uh, there was a lot of hype in fuel cells. And I said the next uh, vehicle that I'm going to uh, own is going to be a Jaguar with a Ballard fuel cell in it. 
So uh, in fast, tra- fast forward 15 years later to 2012, I was on Mount Kilimanjaro and I was still catching the bus everywhere because I did not have a vehicle because of this fruitless vow. And so I thought, uh, sort of like Moses on the mountain, I had to do something about uh, this, this vision that I had uh, about um, bringing hydrogen power to the, to the world. And so I was working for the federal government at the time. I was a senior advisor to the CFO of the Treasury Board, helping manage the Canada's $250 billion budget at that time. And I thought, um, you know, I think we, I need to do it because uh, no one can live your vision. No one can see what you see. And um, I have an obligation to uh, try my hardest to bring it to, to fruition. Wow, amazing. And then kind tell me, cool. yeah, and then you definitely have a team behind you. Tell me more about the team that you have because no one can fulfill a vision like this by themselves, of course. Absolutely not. Uh, I was um, I, I was going to um, do a PhD in nanotechnology myself at uh, University of Waterloo. Uh, luckily, I was uh, having coffee with uh, my co-founder, um, Mr. Mark Cannon, who said, um, "You know, you don't have to do it yourself. Let's let's put together a team." He is a mathematician and uh, has experience in bringing technology to fruition. So. Um, we put a company together and we brought um, a theoretical physicist from South Africa and uh, a material scientist from Beijing and uh, engineers from uh, Korea. We have, we have the UN in, in our lab. It's uh, English is a, the second or third language. So it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And how many, how many people do you, do you have right now in your team? We have nine people. Uh, that, are, that are working actively on this, uh, mostly on the research side, a few engineers. Okay, amazing. And what kind of partnerships have you created along the way? Well, you know, uh, the great thing about um, uh, being in clean tech, being um, a visionary is that people want to help and people want to uh, be part of the change. So we have great collaborations with the local universities, UBC and SFU, as well as UBC Okanagan. Um, but we also have, uh, you know, the people in the Canadian Hydrogen Fuel Cell Association uh, on part of the board. And, and um, uh, all, we, we are a very small group of people who know each other very well and are very supportive. And then, uh, of course, the federal government has been um, unbelievably supportive, as well as the provincial, uh, within their ma- mandate and, and doing their best. I think as the world moves to a new uh, way of thinking of power, way of uh, doing things, and governments get on board, uh, we'll see a real shift in how we use power, uh, how we use our renewable resources, and, um, uh, you know, we'll leave fossil fuel in the ground. Uh, we didn't, you know, as they say, they didn't um, leave the Stone Ages because we ran out of stones. It's uh, because of innovation, right? Yeah. That's a very good point. And then I know recently the federal government released their hydrogen roadmap. And um, what what your thoughts on that document? Well, it's uh, it, it's a great work. Uh, I know the uh, consultants and uh, very well, and uh, they were, did lots of industry consultation. Um, I, I think they were silent on some of the innovation that um, Canada has. Uh, there's seventy different companies uh, doing really innovative work, including generating hydrogen out of salt water, um, uh, out of, um, uh, you know, um, 
old uh, oil wells. Um, they're just such innovation that uh, the document's silent on. But you can't cover everything. Uh, I, I think that it's good. It's a good start in the sense that Canada has massive amount of clean renewable energy, and that can be a source of hydrogen. We could be a major hydrogen exporter and a hydrogen technology exporter. Uh, we ready are whenever there's uh, any organization looking to um, to get into hydrogen. The first call is always to Ballard. Uh, whether they continue with the Ballard fuel cell, that is where they start because they're a pioneer, and um, they have the edge on the technology. There's there's no way you can uh, dispute that. Um, and so, I think uh, the strategy, you know, to a uh, long answer to your very short question, is that it's a good start. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. Because every time I, I, I hear of it, there, there's this idea that it's something to build for the future. But it, it's that's why I love talking to people like you and other entrepreneurs. because There's so much like people that are on the ground are actually already developing it. So it's really great to see. And uh, yeah. And what I'd like to, to look at is just, yeah, just to recap where you guys are. So right now you are uh, a, there's a train demonstration project. You got a, a, a drone project. What was the other project you were involved in? It's a uh, auto rickshaw, so it's a three-wheel um, uh, vehicle for India. You know, have have oh, you nice. seen those sort of motorcycle uh, passenger vehicles? They also do a lot of shipping uh, using those. So um, it's it's uh, different sizes of hydrogen tanks, but also dis- different applications. So it's it's very intriguing because it, uh, these are all motive applications, but you can use hydrogen for stationary. You can use it for so many other uh, things that that everything you can think of that you need energy, you can use hydrogen for. So it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I like the different range, everything from something really small to something as big as a train. So it really shows the, the scalability of this. And then yeah. for, your, for your tank system, is it like a one-size tank where you have multiple sizes or is it kind of you combine them for whatever application you need? Well... These three applications uh, are substantially different sizes. So, you know, from a very small uh, tank, uh, you know, the size of a um, phone book, if we ever had those, uh, to to a very large tank that that could be um, a sort of in a shipping container. Okay. Wow. So very very different. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, and I hear your next step is really just to grow this business. So so it sounds like you're looking for investors and really looking to like build this new plant so you can actually expand and meet some of the demand. Fantastic. That's so true. Um, we are uh, we are looking for investors. We're looking for um, uh, process engineer expertise, um, people who are uh, specialists in nanomaterial or hydrogen gas. Uh, we're welcome. Welcome to talk to the team and see if we can fit you in. We're also looking, uh, this is my pet project that is not, you know, actively part of hydrogen emotion um, mandate, but I'd like to just spend two minutes on it because it's, it's a, one of the things I feel that the hydrogen economy is missing is a connection between supply and demand. So if you're making a hydrogen uh uh, electrolyzer or reforming landfill gas or or any number of ways of generating hydrogen gas um, no you don't have a, someone take all that gas okay and then when you want to uh, buy hydrogen 
you might want just a tank at a time, or you might want a huge amount, right? So depending on your application. So the, the supply and demand, are, they're, not, they're not synchronized. And it's, uh, I want to build a platform, um, electronic uh, e-platform, similar to Airbnb a marketplace to link up supply and demand. And uh, that way we can sort of um, make sense and rationalize why you need to build out supply. As without that connection, um, the suppliers will never build and um, demand will never ask for it because uh, I can't get it. And why would I build it? I can't sell it, right? It's it's that sort of, um, we want to be sort of the Amazon of the hydrogen uh, supply chain. So. I like that. That's a, yeah. It's, and, and it's so true, right? Because that, because when you're creating a whole new market, we're used to having wholesale markets and storage and, yeah, it's, it's all new. It's all coming up from the ground up. So that's a really a very interesting idea. So you've got a couple of innovations up your sleeve, I see, I hear. The, do not crack open that dark lid underneath. Uh, underneath there's so many little wheels going on. So, uh, but innovation is, is, uh, is fun. It's uh it creates a, it's a very human need to mm-hmm. uh, create, mm-hmm. but also to do something good for society. So um, I, I feel very, uh, fortunate to be able to do this and um, really doing everything I can to bring this technology to fruition. Yeah. And, and I hear the the time of opportunity, right? Because when was the last time we had such a massive change and, you know, and how our energy systems ran or how the economy ran, right? So it's quite the opportunity right now to capture a whole new market or, or create something new. It really is. And, and if you look at sort of um, this uh, COVID pandemic lockdown, um, it's given us an opportunity to step back and say, do we have to come back the same? Um, do we have to com- uh, commute to work? Um, do we have to use the transportation systems that we're using? And um, I-, I would question that uh, some of our, you know, embedded uh, preconceptions that that we have a sunk cost in some of the uh, infrastructure, but um, maybe we don't need it. Yeah, no, very good point. Especially, uh, well, especially if someone owns commercial real estate right now, that's a very uh, interesting position to be in. With so many people decided to shut down their offices and work from home, so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, every time you have a systemic change, there'll be um, some structural uh, market adjustments and uh, short-term pain for a few people, and I feel I feel for them. But uh, I, I think we need to think about. Uh, living uh, life in the fullest on uh, in a sustainable manner so that our kids and our grandkids and our multiple generations and, and even the people who are living right now can have a, uh, you know, a less stressful life. You know, pollution is very stressful on the body and on the society. And um, it's not necessary, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so true. And that's the beauty with hydrogen technology. You're talking about just like this gas that goes through a device, makes electricity, and, and water is what comes out of the tailpipe, you know? So what, what a solution to a lot of the pollution we have. Oh, I was in New Delhi uh, a couple of years ago, and the um, air was so thick you could have cut it with a butter knife. It's, it was uh-huh. just choking small. You couldn't see across the street. And uh, Beijing was like that um, uh, five years ago. Uh, but they've been uh, very active in um, implementing uh, e-vehicles. And uh, the air, while still acrid, is actually the, a massive improvement. 
Wow. So, so societies can do it, can, can do it. Uh, it's just a matter of, um, uh, you know, rallying around and, and saying, we will do it. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Now, for anybody in the industry that uh, loves this idea, would love to partner with you, what, uh, what opportunities are available? Uh, I get you might be busy with a lot of projects right now, but what, uh, what could be available or what could, should someone do if they, they, they like your idea and would like to see how it can be, uh, benefit their business? Well, you can also contact me by email. Um, at, it's grace.quan, Q-U-A-N, at hydrogeninmotion.com. Uh, the email address is on our website. Uh, you can ping me at LinkedIn. Um, and, uh, you know, I think collaboration is uh, how we get there. It's, it's, uh, we, uh, everything is, is really about people getting together and deciding to do something. So um, it's not just uh, me pulling a wagon in, in, in the boonies by myself. It's all of us getting together and, and, uh, uh, the load is quite a bit lighter. Yeah, no, amazing. Well, thank you very much. I, I love love the journey you just described and, and going from the, the top of a mountain to, okay, I'm going to make something happen to actually having this this whole team and these amazing projects. And I'm just really excited how quickly that's going to expand and what you're going to see in the future from, uh, from Hydrogen Motion. Well, thank you, Nick. Uh, it's a real pleasure uh, talking to, to people about my dream and about uh, my vision because uh, – I, I am a dreamer. I am a visionary. Um, I'm an accountant, which is quite opposite to where you think uh, you should be uh, in terms of personality type. Uh, but, you know, people will want to change the world. And I think we should, um, uh, those with the like mind should get together and uh, be the agents of change. Uh, people like yourself who are spreading the word and People like myself with the boots on the ground, let's get together and make it happen. Awesome. Well, thank you for saying yes to my invitation. I really look forward to seeing you on the 27th at our showcase event. Okay, fantastic. Thanks again. Talk to you thank soon. you.